have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A new world order. Child sex trafficking. The deep state is trying to destroy Donald Trump's presidency. Loose the battle plans of heaven. It's all about control. Broadcasting live to the world now. It's the weekend vigilante, Sheila Zelinsky. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Sheila Zelinsky Show. It is Thursday, October the 12th, 2017. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to tune into the program today. I just want to let everyone know tomorrow I'm on the Hagman and Hagman show again. I don't know if people know this, but I was actually a co-host to Doug and Joe for almost a year. So I'm really glad to be back on with my old pals, Doug and Joe. They have a host filling in for them. I believe it is Dr. Ted Brewer, who's who's going to be piloting the Hagman ship tomorrow night. So again, that's tomorrow night, which is Friday the, th- Ooh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> well, we're going to turn that evil day around, aren't we? I don't know if everyone has seen my NFL Smackdown, but I'm going to rip the NFL a new one like you have never heard tomorrow night because I've made some other connections. I think it was about two weeks ago. It's called the NFL's Dirty Little Secret They Don't Want You to Know. Listen to that. It's 30 minutes of pure goodness. I think you'll appreciate it. If you haven't heard that, do so. I'm going to make some really incredible connections tomorrow night. I'm going to lay that out. So I am, I'm on the second hour. That's the top of hour two, which is, I believe it's 8 p.m. Eastern time, Friday, October 13th, which reminds me, speaking of 13, I hope everyone by now has taken a chance to look at my newest YouTube video. It's called Revealed Was Las Vegas Shooting an Illuminati deep state occult sacrifice. I hope you do watch that. And as well, I certainly hope that you watch the Gun Roundtable. I'm getting a lot of incredible feedback on both those shows. This recent show I did, a very important show. If you have not listened to the incredible Gun Rights Defense Roundtable, just an incredible lineup of gentlemen, Dr. Chuck Baldwin, of course, syndicated columnist, Larry Pratt, the executive director of Gun Owners of America, Sig Swanstrom, author of God Guns and the Guts of Firearm Defense, former decorated police detective and SWAT team. And then the icing on the cake, of course, one of our favorites, Craig Sawyer, former Navy SEAL, Dev Grew Sniper, owner of the world-class, renowned tactical insider. Just a really well-rounded show, and I got a lot of feedback on it. If you have not listened to it, I really encourage you to go back and listen to that. It was a great roundtable, a good discussion. And I really look forward to your feedback on both those really important shows, and especially the Illuminati revealed one I did on the Las Vegas shooting. That's an important show, and it took an incredible amount of time. I think the total was 40 hours uh, downloading all the pictures for that show Uploading it to Movie Maker was a headache because I started in Adobe Premiere and then I had some kind of error after I uploaded so many pictures. So when all was said and done, I worked on it every single day for 12 hours straight for three solid days. So yeah, it's about 36 hours of work. So I hope you do go and check that for one little video, huh? Isn't that crazy? Please do go back and listen to that. That 
show was an incredible amount of work putting that YouTube together because I think there was something like 300 pictures I had to sort through. Oh, just so time consuming. So I really would love some feedback on that. There was so much more I wanted to connect, but I didn't want to do like a three-part series. So anyway, I hope you do go back and check those. Hey, I'd like to just very quickly mention to you For a couple of bucks a month, you can become a Patreon. And hey, listen, I'm really trying to achieve a goal by the end of the month. Of course, at the end of October, I really need to see where I'm at doing some future planning. So I'm really encouraging people. I need to reach that goal by month end. If you have been blessed by this ministry, well, then I'm asking you to become a monthly sponsor. And for as little as literally a cup of coffee per month. Even if you can only do $5 a month, every little bit helps. Please get behind a ministry that, well, I believe it's truly making a difference in this world. Help me advance the kingdom in this litany of liberal progressive. You know what I think of liberal progressivism. I think it is right out of the pit of hell. A conservative Christian voice that really is preaching the kingdom. The attacks are vitriolic. You know the drill. I know that you do. So you can simply go to weekendvigilante.com, click on the donate, and there's other ways to donate. And I do understand a lot of people don't like to donate online. There's also a physical address. If you prefer to send a check or money order, the mailing address is there as well, as well as some other options such as PayPal, etc. Really want to try to reach this goal by the end of October. I really need to reach it, and I thank you in advance for that. Well, what a treat that you are in for. I've been wanting to have this discussion with my good friend, Russ Dizdar, amazing Pastor Russ, who really needs no introduction, highly acclaimed author of The Black Awakening from ShatterTheDarkness.net, one of my favorite guests. It is so good to welcome him back to the program. Russ Dizdar, welcome to the program, my friend. It's a pleasure. Hey, great to be with you, Sheila. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, Russ, where I want to start, one of the things we talked about on a recent show is a little over a month ago. We called that show Rise of Homo Satanus. We talked about underground rituals, the black flame and the coming Fourth Reich. One of the things we talked about is this idea of mass shooters, this exact scenario happening in the fall, whether it's programmed assassins or mind control multiples. We just saw this horrific thing in Vegas. Now there's all this, there's a barrage, a litany of uh, a plethora of new information coming out about second, third, fourth shooters. I've heard some crazy stuff. CIA operative gone wrong. Where do we start with this scenario, <laughs> Russ? Well, where I start, thank, you know, thank God the Prince of Peace is coming and uh, there, there's going to be an end. But here's what um, the world doesn't understand. I mean, the world is looking, this whole thing of searching for motivation behind the shooting reminds me of the whole world. They're looking at motivation for why it's all going North Korea, you know, ISIS, uh, South Africa, I mean, fires in California, hurricanes taking out everything. So, they're looking for answers why everything seems to be just so chaotic and destructive and so it's a really kind of a type of the whole world now here's the here's the problem sitting back knowing what we know we know that it's going to be a thousand times worse as we progress and it will become um it will just be like a snowball that has been packed and put on the top of the hill and as you roll it down a little bit it gets larger but faster 
So that's the picture biblical prophecy gives concerning the increase of wickedness, the increase of iniquity, the increase of the chaos. So there's an overarching side to this, spiritual. Um, that's what is not going to be in the grid of profilers, criminalists, forensic psychology. Now, the weird part of this, Sheila, was I was last week, prior to this whole shooting thing, I just uh, made slides up and pres- put it out. Uh, I was going to do a series on psychopathy and just on psychopath. Um, We were going to do that because there's an element in all SRA and PD concerning this and the shooters and whatever else. So it was amazing to me that uh, this came out like the very next day and and I'm starting the series. So the, the first one, I didn't even start the full series. I just went into the shooter issue because you have um, all the characteristics in some sense of psychopathy here. But what is psychopathy? And now they're wanting, you know, the psychs are wanting to call this now a disease, an illness, that individual, like like Dahmer, that was just simply an illness, completely out of their world. They don't have the grid. The criminalists, the Fed profilers, don't have the grid for program shooters, and that's why I think we need to take a look at this guy. You know, I, I did a thing where there's eight possibilities. We can talk about that. Uh, why this guy did what he did, and they've gone through all of them uh, except for the demonized ideology issue, which uh, him crying out to God and so forth during the night and all the agony he was going through. Um, does speak about something. The other side of this is there is no grid that they're going to come public with concerning a program shooter. They're just not going to, you know, there's no category. I mean, we can give categories to say this does point to it and seems like he was a real program shooter, which means, as you mentioned, there's deep state. I mean, you can't be a program shooter unless somebody split you, created the alter-programmed assassin personality, trained that personality, put that personality down, then had come up with a scenario to do, an assignment to do, give that scenario, put the personality down, trigger that personality, and then let it go without conscience. See, program shooters, the subpart that comes up, they have no conscience. They just do what they're going to do and slaughter and do it. You know, Holmes, Jared, VTech, they're going to do what they do. Absolutely. Well, they do have their marching orders because when the dust clears and everything implodes. And isn't it funny, too, on the heels of all this? Uh, newsflash, Hollywood has always known about Harvey Weinstein, folks. In our last show, we talked about the sexual predator miscreant. Just when I think that there is no way that Heliweird could become more sick, twisted, perverted, and debaucherous, well, welcome Johnny Depp. I mean, Johnny Depp stars in Marilyn Manson's strange new Say 10 video. Manson slits his own throat. Wait till you. <laughs> I just sent you a little link on this on on Skype. Here's the here's the head here's the headlines. Johnny Depp stars in Marilyn Manson's strange new Say Ten video. Oh. Manson slits his own throat while overseeing a sex dungeon full of naked women. And then you and then, and then the title of the new song that goes with the trailer, Heaven Upside Down. And here's what people don't realize, too. Johnny Depp came out of Echelon, Big Bear, California, years and years ago, where Hunter Thompson, mind control, splitting pedophile ring stuff came from. And, of course, Marilyn Manson came from, you know, ten, not even 10 minutes down the street from me. He went to a Christian school here. And his background, and, and when I was a police chaplain, they brought me to him. They wanted me to engage him off stage. Now, I'm going to say what I observed 
eyeball. My, my eyes have seen and officers that were there. One of those officers was a satanic ritually abused chosen one in uniform. When Marilyn Manson on stage left and the demonic presence took over, he fully manifested twice. Uh, when that occurred, of course, one officer came over and grabbed me. Did you see that? Did you see that? I said, yeah. And the, the cult multiple came over. Did you see that? Yeah. And then they, they, after he busted up the stage where little babies were hanging around, you know, hang, being hung by nooses, plastic babies. Then they dragged him off stage. Now, I'm just telling you the true story. Officers were all around. They wanted me to encounter him, and I was more than willing. And so they brought me around, and they kind of, he was on the floor in a thong. He was wearing a thong um, about all that he had on and they were dragging him his guys his whoever was in charge of him and he was growling laying on the floor and i i wanted to engage of course i was pushed away and they just dragged him back to his wherever his rooms were in the back so we never got a uh, engagement but i saw what i saw and here's what the chosen one told me the satanic chosen one said that he is multiple that he has sub personalities and i do believe that i believe the same concerning johnny depp because of the people that are involved with him his ex-wife uh there's more to johnny than people no. So you have this now out in front of everybody. Let's go back to the shooter real quick. Categories of a satan or, or forget that we won't even bring the satanic side of it in for a moment of a program shooter, MK Ultra, you know, assassin uh, type shooter. If anybody goes back and I showed the book live on with Dave Dobmeyer, Coach Dave, a week ago, uh, the day I think it was a day or two afterwards. It's called Hypnotism by G. H. Estabrooks. I honestly, in, in as much as I've read, you know, read on the subject and try to be at the top of all the information on it and engaging them and engaging actual program shooters, handing me their weapon, that kind of stuff. I'm I'm amazed that nobody quotes this man. He was considered a world-renowned psychologist. I think in an evil sense, he was considered the best in the world. He was hired by U.S. military. He describes in the book, this is his stuff, not mine. And it goes all the way back to 1947, very close to the time Jack Parsons did his Babylon working, by the way, uh, in Mojave Desert. So you got a guy that is telling in the book, spilling the beans, how they've learned how to split a soldier and create an alter personality. Mm. They said this, 1947. Now, of course, they learned it from the Germans, but he describes how they can create a separate personality without the main main soldier's personality even knowing, and then train that personality to be disinformation agent, an assassin, an infiltrator, whatever they wanted, basically. To, that, that's the programming side, the training side. And then put that personality down with a code, and the main person doesn't know what's going on. So all they need to do then is, you know, when the sub-personality, the trained assassin is told, and the assignment and all that, when they're triggered, you got to understand programmed personalities. Once they are programmed, and especially if they're demonized, there is no sense of conscience. Like that scripture that says their conscience were seared, cauterized is the Greek word, as with a hot iron. There is no sense of conscience. They will shoot your baby. They will shoot a person. They will slaughter thousands. They don't care. There's no care in them in a program shooter. And then in that book, again, not my material. This comes from the guy that did it, from the military side that was training, that goes back to 1947. He says in the book, after he explains it all, he calls it multiple personalities in the book. He calls them super soldiers in the book. He also says in the book in 1947, we need to create many of these super soldiers, placing them in every department of U.S. military so that we have a fifth hidden column a hidden column of super soldiers throughout all of the United States 
that we might be able to call on when needed. Now, that's explosive to me. And then we can discuss, does this guy, this shooter in Vegas, have characteristics of a program shooter? Well, based on the information that we know, he certainly has the earmarks, the the fingerprint, the stamp, if you will, of, you know, something, Russ, that reminds me of coming right straight out of Liebensborn. The Nazi breeding program wasn't about blonde hair and blue eyes. I got a newsflash. That was just kind of a cover for a much more in-depth and very sinister demonic super soldier program. You could call it, well, your book says it best, you could call it Operation Black Awakening, really. Well, absolutely. I mean, when you when you go back to Lavensborn, that's where you see, and again, you, you also then, and this is what his, secular historians and secular psychologists could could not do. Um, they could not because they didn't have the grid to discern. Hey, where did this? Where did the ideology come from? The political ideology that turned into the the psychological, the science, the weapons development. All of that was supernaturally charged. It was given by the entities. They sought the entities. I was in the Hall of the Dead in Vadelsburg a few years ago. That's where the top generals would sit. That's where Villigot did sorcery and conjuring and rituals. That's where Michael Aquino, once director of the United States military's uh, or director of intelligence for the United States, that's where he did the Vadelsburg work. So you've got this summoning of of demons and powers. And just a quick note, this is how it works. You and I as believers in Jesus, the word of God says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now we know that in the context, we mean God in human flesh, Christ, the savior of the world, that when we call on his name, the other side, that's how it works. We don't understand how simple the principle is. You call on the name of demons, they're going to come. You want to go conjure Satan. You want to go call, you know, conjure any of them by names. That's why there's books out that have lists of names. They've done this over the years and years and years and years, that's all it takes, barring the fact that they are um, pursuing humanity unlike any time in human history because of their agenda and the time short. So the other side seeks badly to get in to bring their agenda. Current global globalist ideology is luciferic, and this is not a conspiracy, it's, it's charged it's the preparatory ideology that pushes the world towards what's coming. When the chaos globally occurs and the breaking down occurs, a new order is already in the wings, prepared to pounce. They won't come out, and this is biblically true. It's called, the, the biblical Greek word is, um, we read about it in Revelation 13, as it rises as if out of nowhere, but it had to pre-exist. And that pre-existence is developed over decades. Sheila, it's supernaturally sealed, protected. It's guarded beyond all intel agencies collectively. We're talking something beyond intelligence agencies. And their goal, of course, is to assimilate uh, the technologies, if not inspire them and assimilate them. It's 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 huge on a global le- level, but we come back down, and you're right, um, everything that Crowley was doing was, was, again, it's the marks of Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen has an agenda. The scripture is the only place to get the insight to that, the intel on that. Intel agencies everywhere, they don't have this. Uh, so when you look back at biblical prophecy and see exactly what God does in ripping off the agenda, 
it's one thing for the body of Christ to have prophecy teachers and theologians teach on the origin, nature, and methods of Satan and demons, but the vast, vast uh, neglect has been the larger content of prophecy speaks of his agenda. It's sequential. I've always called it the sequence of satanic evolution. To the world, that sounded kind of nuts until the world starts seeing what it's seeing. Wait till they watch the Johnny Depp, you know, Melon Manson trailer, because they're more real than you think, than most people think. It's not just theater. So underground built around the world i mean that's why that's why we feel everything's rattling even the planet um will have a breakdown in the actual you know the the natural order i mean the the environmental order is going to have a break romans 8 there's breakdown in the created order it's groaning it actually ascensions groaning darkness rises all of this chaotic stuff it's called in biblical greek the odin and that Odin is what Jesus mentioned, the times of sorrow. Um, it's a time of massive uh, confusion and pressure and chaotic things and breakdown and destabilization. But it's not, it's, it's, that's the beginning. That's the sign that it's like, right now, this is showing us that everything a thousand times worse is about to break loose. Wow. Well, as I say, yeah, we ain't seen nothing yet. It almost seems like this could be a beta test for what's to come. Uh, well, based on your compendium, your background of not only 40 plus years as a pastor, but investigating satanic ritual crime scenes, all your encounters with program multiples and mind controlled assassins, all the ilk that you've you've dealt with. What is your assessment of what we just saw here in Vegas when it came to this shooter? What are we looking at here, Russ? Yeah, sure. I mean, if if all the reports at this point, now they've changed timelines and things like that now, but if all of it's basically true, um, here's what program shooters like uh, Holmes, Jared, uh, the VTech guy, others, um, everybody thought, first of all, quiet person, maybe a little bit eccentric in the past. Everybody thought they were a good guy. No possibility they do evil. No, They're just uh, out living their life. Everybody's shocked. Family members and friends, they're all shocked because the person they know would never even conceive this, talk about it, plot it, plan it. Well, okay, that's one, one thing we need to look at. Because the truth is, the guy did. There was plotting and planning, and on a mil- like like Lieutenant Colonel uh, Mann said on TV, uh, on a militaristic level. We now know too that in the last couple of days they've come out and, and that he tried to shoot into the massive fuel tanks, which would have killed thousands and thousands and burned them alive. If and he and he picked special you know ammunition. He he, he had specifically designed ammunition to try to penetrate that and he couldn't penetrate it, but he tried and he had explosive, you know, all these things together tell us that he was wanting uh, more than what he did. He wanted massive destruction. He wanted massive death. Now think in terms, and again, this comes into psychopathy. This comes into uh, what's in the mind of this guy, his girlfriend, his brother, his friends, his workmates, other people, everybody around him, hotel people, all these interviews, you know, quiet guy, kind of a little bit maybe weird, but quiet and unassuming, but never, 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 never does anybody say, yeah, we thought he would do this. Oh, yeah, he was, he's been talking about it for days. Everybody says what? Uh, they can't believe it. They're stunned. Now, that tells you that either he's doubling like the Nazis did to where up front he's just doing his stuff like a psychopath would, like a Ted Bundy 
around, he would, but inside he's plotting, planning secretively to do all that he's going to do. So the very lighter level, he's a psychopath. He fits psychopathy all the, all the way down the road. His father, you know, and I was a psychopath. FBI uh, wanted, you know, most wanted, uh, and his father's suicidal. So is there, was he military? Was he, did he have that same background? Did he do it? Did he carry on it? Everything to the next, you know, generation, as in multiplicity and in the SRA scenario, that's how it works. So, okay, he goes up there. You have to think in terms of the mind like a profiler does. What would be in the guy's mind in that he, he set it all up and he's aiming his weapons now and he's going to bring massive destruction and death was there any guilt? Was there any concern? Was there any, like, I wish I wouldn't do this? Did he write a letter and say, I'm going to do this because I'm mad at the hotel? You know, the the unbelievable blacked out conscious, I mean, like his conscience seared, uh, he, he just slaughters. After all the slaughtering, and here's what a pro, here, here's three things about a program shooter. Number one, they live in society, unassuming. Um, unnoticed. That's the way they're trained to be. Uh, the upfront personality usually doesn't even know what's inside of them. They have inside of them an extraordinarily high-level, high-trained, militaristic, weapons-geared, weapons-ready, other alter personality that's engaged with handlers who created them. You can't have a program shooter without programmers. So if this guy fits the category of up front being the nice guy, quiet guy, no 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 concept of evil kind of guy, then all of a sudden he does this unspeakable level of mass destruction and killing and slaughtering and wanted to do more. Then the third indicator is is that if it's if everything's true and so far it seems that it is, that he that he committed suicide. Everyone that I've dealt with in thirty five years of engagement where they have sub personalities, um, where there's shooters, they also have sub personalities it is a suicide programmed personality that if they're going to get caught or when the programming is when they're when they do their job and killers are supposed to kill and do everything else then the suicide programming in the other personality that is co-conscious is supposed to then take out the body they're not the, the whole issue is they're not allowed to be caught they're not allowed to be interrogated they're not allowed to be you know found out when Tim McVeigh got away and did what he did, obviously there's more people involved. But we have a guy that had Jolly West, expert CIA mind control, subpersonality, an expert. Go visit him again and again and again. So there's more to that story, too. So this guy fits the category of a first-generation, um, programmed, kind of an MKUltra-styled, programmed shooter and the first three categories, he he does evidence those first three. Now, our problem is there's nobody to interrogate him. A federal officer, Sheila, contacted me. Uh, I talked to him probably a year ago about a case of two girls, and I have it on my uh, Shadow of the Darkness site. In that slideshow, you'll see a, a federal uh, billboard with the pictures of the two girls that were slaughtered and, and ripped to pieces. And I, I won't even, it, one on Demon Rebels, one on Satanic Rebels. Um, we, we turned in the guy that did it. We, the guy that did it tried to kill me in front of officers. He had to be put down. Um, that guy is still out there. Uh, even though they interrogated him, I told them, you interrogated the upfront person. Even if you do a lie detector test, you're doing that to the upfront person not to the sub-personality that actually did the crime. 
that knows what they did because the memory is not in the upfront person it's in the sub person so the fed guys the fed the fed asks me he's out of pittsburgh he asked well then how do you interrogate a person like that i said well let me get, put me in the room and we will provoke the subpersonality, or we will pray to see what we find that's deep. You know, it's 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 deep down inside. This isn't just somebody that that did all the slaughtering and doesn't want to talk. This is a person that knew that they would also commit suicide. So it's possible, like Cain killed Abel based on sin. God confronted him, said, "Hey, you know, sin is crouching at the door. It wants to, you know, dominate you." Um, so it is possible that just sin alone. Jesus said, "Out of the heart comes the adulteries and the murders." So it's possible that he went really dark. But you know what he did then? Then he doubled, like Nazi doubling. Up front, he was one person. Up front, he was no threat. Up yeah. front, he doesn't know any of this stuff. Up front, nobody knows anything evil about him. Inside, he's a highly trained, militaristic, weapons proficient, um, grandiose design in slaughter with seemingly no conscience to it. This is what we need to understand. I mean, I mean, here's where I start. I can read a thousand books, do the field work, really go after it, which we've done over the years. Um, but I also want to say this. Biblical prophecy is way ahead of all of us. It's way ahead of everything. As we look at biblical prophecy as God in the context, he does three things. God says, here's what Satan's going to do sequentially. Here's why. Here's what's going to happen. Second, here's what mankind's going to be doing in response. Thirdly, here's what I'm going to do sovereignly. The Prince of Peace is coming. I'm going to end this. So most Christians have focused on the fact of um, Christ and his return and the, and the victory and the celebration and praise God. Yes, but God gave us the other content for a reason. The content is, I'm going to say this very clearly, and I'll say it, I said it at conferences, I said it in Dallas where I stopped, and I said, for those of the NSA and CIA and all the rest, DIA, DOD, all, you know, please listen. It is not in your grid of threat analysis to perceive what's really coming. You're having to put out fires all over the world. You have to prepare all over the world. You're having to develop this all over the world. And you know it's getting out of hand because beneath all of it is the mysterium, the mystery of iniquity that Second Thessalonians talks about. The, the mysterium is an interface on a collective global scale, the demonic presence in its assignment, in its agenda beyond militaristic position is interfacing and recruiting and interfacing with the humans that will be what we've all been calling the Illuminati, the ancient brotherhood, the Luciferians. That's a biblical reality spoken about 2,600 years ago in Daniel, spoken about in the book of Revelation 13. There is no Antichrist or New World Order without a multi-continental development of political, military, wealthy elitists, and the top technological people. The dark side has been operative in the last seven decades, eight decades, with a huge advance in the last three decades of building the shadow system. And we're, we're, we're here. I mean, I'm saying it's already there. And what we've seen in, in Vegas, here's what I want to give the warning. Hagman's had me on with Steve Quell. We've discussed shooters. Steve pumped and pushed and pushed and pushed about the whole shooter idea. The next day, Sandy Hook. I, I don't want to go into all the conspiracy or not or not did or did not happen. But I said on that show, more shooters are coming. And then shooters who also use bums and teams, not just individuals, 
but they'll work in teams. More of this will come. More of it will test the world to see the response. But can you imagine the guy that did this in Vegas, the bombers in Boston, Holmes and and, and Jared and VTech Shooter, could you imagine 10,000 of them unleashed in one week in the United States? That's the Black Awakening. That's what they told me. A programmed assassin shooter, Fort Bragg, sitting on the side of the lake. That's why I wrote the book. That's where the title of the book comes from. And again, look, I, I, for, I mean, I've, I've, you know, obviously we've gone into it for years and years and years looking at it, and we monitor it. But biblical prophecy, and, and I've never heard a sermon on it, never seen a book written on it. We're writing, we're, we're, we're going to, we're, we're working on that issue. But the, the biblical prophetic intel of, of near future history shows us the largest military system in human history, boots on the ground, global military system, troops, the troops of Antichrist. Um, we look at armor, you look at Revelation 1919 and just begin to look at the ramifications. You know, we look at Revelation 16, where out of the, and, and again, the world, the, the, the world will not understand this, this, what I'm going to say. There's going to be a release demonically on a planetary scale, and, and it's never happened in human history before. God unveils this in Revelation 16. Uh, three distinct, very powerful, very miraculously and powerful supernatural entities, demons, they go out to the, they're, they're, they're released to the whole world to gather the kings, the political military leaders, to Armageddon, to the great day. Armageddon is their idea. It's their plot. It's their plan. And it takes not only those who've already been you know, they've already taken the mark. They've already, you know, they're already following the Antichrist. They're already gathered, you know, globally, they're already taking, you know, take have taken over in a sense. But now they're going to be gathered by the largest supernatural wave of dark presence into and around Jerusalem. We look at Revelation 19, 19 then, and it says very clearly, the Thaterion, the Antichrist, the beast, um, and his armies, the kings of the earth, their armies, plural, have now come out on the field. And their target is the rider of the white horse, and his armies. Now, this is really cool for us as believers, because you look at Revelation 19, verses 11 through 14, we have already been caught up, glorified. We're now the new immortal race. We are descending with Christ, as you know, all of Scripture points to his return, the apocalypse, the visible return. We're behind him descending. And I had to ask the question years ago, how does the Antichrist know to be on the field on that day? Um, all biblical prophecy shows us where Christ is going to come, you know, to Jerusalem. All, all, everything shows us where he's going to come. Where does, where does the Antichrist lead the entire world order and eventually gather around? They're not going to fight each other, Sheila. They're going to raise their weapons into the sky. Uh, that's what the end game really is all about. And if we don't understand the end game, there's no way for people to understand what's happening in the world. They're going to see the world tore apart. They're going to see what happened in Vegas. They're going to see, and I'm just saying this based on the biblical prophetic side and on my research side. And I hate it, but I'm telling you, there's going to be far worse, multiple shooters, multiple locations to test things before all hell does break loose. So we haven't seen the end of this yet. We're seeing just, we're, we're scr they're scratching the surface with this. That's all it is. And Michael Aquino, Director of United States Intelligence, Oath Keepers, um, 
founder head guy was at the conference in Idaho here just a couple months ago and they were there to set security up for me and he sat right in front of me and I Stuart was there and, and, and he mentioned and he had another ranger there that you know they were all so there's some way that I don't know if there's a threat or what there was but anyway they came into a secondary room to guard me when I did this thing on Sunday and I mentioned Michael and right away he wanted to know he was like he just perked up right away he'd been studying the backdrop doesn't anybody want to say Michael Aquino? How could he become the director of the United States of America of intelligence when he's the founder of the Temple of Set doing the deepest, darkest rituals, a programmer already in trouble with um, the Presidio? Linda Blood wrote about him. I mean, I, I engaged and talked three times to his one of his ex-bodyguards. And he claimed on television, Michael Aquino claimed on national television with Tom Wedge, a law enforcement agent that was debating him. He claimed to have a satanic grotto on every U.S. uh, military base worldwide. Yes. Well, that's what he claimed. But you know what's frightening about that is he was a military intelligence officer specializing in psychological warfare. And not only did he found the Temple of Set, I mean, he went up the ranks very fast. He was seventh PSYOP leader. Then he went then he went to PSYOP analysis. And then get this, Russ, he authored a paper entitled From PSYOP to Mind War, The Psychology of Victory. And I mean, when you get into this guy, he's just, it's, it's frightening to think When you have a Satanist and a psychological warfare specialist have access to every single military leader, every single intelligence leader for 30 years, think of the implications of that for a minute, Russ. Well, correct. And and so, again, if you think, and here's what I'm going to tell in my research of this, and I think it plays out in the biblical picture, there can be no red horse prophetic event, Revelation 6, without this. I have uh, asked in conferences, you you probably at some of the conferences I did this, where I asked the con- the entire group, how many here know the actual content? You know, white horse, red horse, black horse, pale green horse, Revelation 6. Do you know the content? It's it's one thing to know the color of the horse, but it's it's that's not the point. The <laughs> point is, what is God unveiling uh, about the dark sides, global, like a tsunami level release. The Antichrist is released and instantaneously red horse event occurs. And then the black and the other, they all occur just one off of the other because the Antichrist is the initiator. Red horse event, here's what it says. Here's the content. All of a sudden, peace, the Greek word arene, meaning the suscitation of hostilities, um, is removed from the whole earth instantaneously, peace is removed. What happened uh, when the grid went out years ago in New York City? The lights went out. (laughs) Looting, uh, everything went on, okay? So think in terms of, all of a sudden, the arena peace was removed from the whole earth. Then it says this, and this this brings a, there's a cause, it doesn't say what it is, causes people to begin to svadzo. Not the biblical militaristic word, but the biblical word that means animal butchery, animal ritual sacrifice. All of a sudden, on a global scale, there is massive, brutal, bloodshed, violence, killing, slaughtering into the tens, if not hundreds of millions on a global scale that moves right into the black horse, the entire collapse on the economic scale, the entire... See, there's no economic collapse until then. That's right. And the, the food chain... 
And then the pale, then we get into the pale green. Then we get into the military term for war, the pestilence, the famine, and then the therion, the beasts of the earth. And many estimate 2.5 billion people are lost in the context of white war. The first five seals. Um, the first five seals that only Christ, based on his merits, only he's worthy to open the seals and unveil what is completely hidden. This is the greatest intel the world could ever have in preparation. Anybody who wants to be a prepper spiritually, physically, in any way, any intel agency that wants a threat analysis heads up, the seven seals um, unveiled by Christ. When it says worthy, it's a biblical Greek word meaning on the merits of what he's done at the cross. He has the rights. The overwhelming rights, only he, the line of the tribe of, only he can open this threat analysis picture, this unveiling of what the body of Christ has not allowed themselves to study the complete biblical picture of the dark side's presence. Fear, um, intimidation by a secular culture, we should repent of that and do what we need, do our job. Our job is to bring the whole council, everything. So an entire picture of the satanic, fallen angel, demon, the whole picture of all of it from Scripture um, gives the answers to the world and gives the heads up to the world and is the cause. There's no fall of the human race, Sheila, without the, the fallen cherub engaging. Yeah. Um, there's no uh, interaction at the cross. There's no betrayal of Christ without Satan himself entering into Judas and then him going out to betray the Son of God. There's no end of the age without that other side. So and when, we, when our eyes are lit up by biblical prophecy and insight, we can look out there and see this is that. This is exactly what God has warned us about. Praise God, he's coming. Praise God, I'm okay, but woe to the world. Every time you see the words in the book of Revelation, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, that's in reference to those lost. That's in reference to the super soldiers in Revelation 19.19. In verse 20 and 21 shows they all had the mark of the beast. They all worshiped the image of the beast. They all did it. They joined. And so we take that content now to speak to psyops and military and all around. Stop. Don't get involved. Don't do it. Don't take the bait. Don't get into, you know, being uh, in a psyop, super soldier, non-human enhancement, uh, brain-altering project because it's, the, it's Hell's Kitchen um, breathing down your neck and altering you and, and augmenting you and eventually turning you into one of these. So uh, the our content in biblical insight spurs us on the urge. I mean, listen, I go out to win, you know, win souls based on the love of, you know, God so loved the world. So that's number one. But I also want to say that um, the urgency now, the dark side screaming to the world, the bridge is out. Why are the cars going off the bridge? Why are they going off the bridge? Why the suicides? Why the killing? Why the drugs? Why the PharmaCon level? Why 12 million worshipers of the demon of death, an ancient Mesoamerican goddess that, that, that demands blood sacrifice? Why? Um, there's a larger picture. There's a real dark side in, in, involved in all of this. Why would Johnny Depp and Marilyn Manson put out this new film? Why, why, why are they going to put out a song, Heaven Upside Down? Um, it all involves the reality of the dark side, how real, black, dark, destructive. Sheila, I'm so, and I know you are probably, I, we've done so many deliverance over the years. I'm sick of hearing that. Yeah. 
They only have one nature, and it's destructive, lying. They're the masters, and ultimately, they have interfaced. They're doing their job. Their job is to interface with humans on a global scale, to embed a secret, deeper-than-deep-state system, supernaturally guarded, protected, and sealed so nobody can get into it. And they're waiting for the restrainer. They're pushing and pushing and developing and developing and developing. And once that restrainer is removed, because the restrainer only, look look who the restrainer holds back. The restrainer is there for one singular person. He's restraining Anthroposanamos, the man of lawlessness. He's holding back the release of White Horse Red. He's holding back. He's, he's restraining him. When he, the restrainer, is removed, what's already there, and it's got to be in place. It's got to be in place. They cannot come out if on a multi-continental level there's not already an underground, sophisticated, beyond governments that we know of, system, supernaturally charged system from beginning head to toe that is, um, that is, that is political, that is military, that is wealthy elite, that is technological. Talk about the psychopaths to come. You know, and again, for me as a believer, listen, I've got the hope, I've got joy, I've got, uh, you know, peace like a river. I know I'm, I know who I'm going to see. I'm one of the new immortals coming. I mean, that's what salvation's all about. And I'm going to see the face of God that loves me. He's going to wipe away the final tears. That's in prophecy. So I'm in, I'm enthralled by all the prophecy that tells me uh, I'm going to see my God face to face. And I'm going to be immortal. And, he, and that God and God alone, no human can do this. No human's ever been able to do this. No government has ever Ever been able to do this, but the Prince of Peace, that one that died on the cross, old rugged cross, scorned its shame, he died there, rose there, and he's coming again. He, the Prince of Peace, will end all of this. He's going to end the pedophile rings, the raping. He's going to end all of this. He's going to end death. He's going to end all of the radical evil that mankind wishes they could. They can't. They're bound. Um, in Jesus is a salvation that leads to that immortality, indestructible immortality, and a new kingdom. Right now, we are just before that, but the same God that came to love us and save us is the God that's able to rip open you know, the dark side's agenda and say, hey, here's exactly what they're going to be doing and going to be developing, and here's how it's going to work sequentially, and here's what the world needs to know. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Use this to purify yourself. Use this to know that God's in control of everything ultimately. Use this then to bring dire warning to the world as it's scrambling to try to put out the fires and put out the earthquakes and they don't know why it's you know accelerating and and put out the shooters and answer the questions and why is the guy in North Korea so crazy and why you know it, the world is going to be in confusion and they're going to ask you know what's the reason highly biblically enlightened believers prophetically you and I will have an answer the word of God says don't fear what they fear you know stand up and proclaim listen it's all going to come down. It's all going to break down. It's all there, there's a bloodbath. What we've seen in Las Vegas times that by a hundred thousand like him worldwide times another hundred thousand, and it's not by random craziness. It's by design, by preparation, by sophistication. What he did, everybody knows. Law enforcement, feds, all of them know. The generals know that it's all. It was all done by militaristic precision. How did he do that? Well, that's right, because, you know, at first he was just some unassuming gambler, throwing away hundreds, jetting off to the Philippines, and wham, suddenly the guy is Jason Bourne. Like you said, it was planned out with precision, more is to come, 
and Russ, if there was ever a time where people need to seriously get their relationship in God with order, we're not even promised tomorrow. And the question becomes, where will you spend eternity? Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. The only thing that stands in our way of the absolute vengeful wrath of the living God is Jesus Christ. Without Jesus Christ, we deserve God's ferocious, vengeful wrath. It's time to make a decision. That's what it comes down to. Russ, in the waning moments here, will you close us in prayer, please? Absolutely. And that's the ultimate answer that God, in the midst of all this, God is not willing that anybody perish. He so loved the world. So as anybody listens, I don't care if it's intel agencies, whatever else, we're all human beings. We've all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. We know that. And let's ask the question, what answer do you have when it comes to what's happening in the world and when you come to face death itself? Where'd you come from? Where are you going? What's going to happen when you die? Well, that's answered by God in Christ, and we and we know there's an answer. Eternal life, the gift be assured. That's why Jesus came. The incredible, brilliant physics of the cross, the work that Jesus did there, dying and rising. Look what he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Salvation is by faith alone in Christ. We, we hear the message, God comes and summons us to repent, to turn, stop, and turn around and receive what he wants you to receive, the gift of salvation in Christ, the gift of eternal life. It involves total forgiveness and freedom from the power of sin, Satan, death, and and all of it. It involves Christ coming into your life, the Spirit of God coming into your life, you coming to know God and being given the gift of the coming indestructible immortality, to fellowship with God and to be loved by God and to know who you are that you've been washed, cleansed, and renewed. The only way to be saved from sin, Satan, hell itself, through Jesus. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You now can stop where you're at, call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God in human flesh, Savior of the world, who brings the Spirit of God to convict you, draw you, and bring you here. Right now where you're at, believe on Him, accept Him, cry out, Lord Jesus, I accept you as Lord and Savior into my life. I turn away from the darkness and sin, cleanse me, wash me, I accept the gift of salvation, Christ come in my life, I receive the Spirit of God, I I accept the gift of salvation, and I turn my life over to Jesus right now. Father, bless those who will do that right now. Stretch out your hands, destroy the demonic side that brings hindrance, and uh, God, save them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For a very brand new listener, where can they find your handiwork, listen to your podcast? Where is all your stuff? Give out your info. Sure. Just go to the main website, ShatterTheDarkness, ShatterTheDarkness.net. If you go to ShatterTheDarkness.net, you're going to see the Ragged Edge Radio, the podcast, the live stuff. You'll see the slide presentation, which usually gives you what we're doing this week. Right-hand side, there's where it says free training courses. Local training courses, Bible college level stuff, we've put up on the website, and uh, it's absolutely hundreds of hours of teaching. You can download free, absolutely free. So everything there, all about conferences, everything you want to get to us, a lot of stuff there, take your time, but it's all there, shatterthedarkness.net. There you have it, folks, shatterthedarkness.net. Excellent resources over there. If you do not have Russ's book, Black Awakening, The Rise of the Satanic Super Soldier, get it. And also, definitely tune in to Russ's podcast. It's one of my personal favorites. I was listening to it when I went to Branson. 
Russ, thank you so much for your ministry, the deliverance that you do, the work that you do, the impact that you make for the kingdom of God. Thank you for being a guest and thank you for being a friend. Thanks for coming on. God bless you. Sheila, thank you so much. Blessings to you, sister. Folks, that was Russ Dizdar, ShatterTheDarkness.net. There you go. Get a copy of his book, Black Awakening. He's got some, again, excellent resources over there on his site. And speaking of websites, one more day. Tomorrow, I'm going to announce on the program the new website, the address of the website. Ah, I can't stand it anymore. I got to tell you so soon. One more day. I can wait. I've kept it a secret, but it's so easy, so good, and I think you're going to really appreciate it. Very clean, very user-friendly, and the beautiful thing, it doesn't crash, way more bandwidth. It doesn't take forever to load. There's so many good things about it. I'm so happy. And... We have a great media player on there. That is one of my beefs with WeCampVigilante.com. The archives are not my favorite. But this, I love this. You just go to the top menu, click on Shows, boom. So I can't wait to let you know what it is. I hope all the tweaks are done by tomorrow. I'm waiting for my web team to give me the green light to give out the new address. We ran into a few tiny little glitches when we were testing it out to the public and... uh So I'll tell you that tomorrow. I hope, I hope, I hope I get to tell you tomorrow. Now listen, if you, by the way, I just had to do this today myself because I listen to the shows. After I get them uploaded, I listen to a clean copy on my own app. That's right. I enjoy the easiness of my own app. Weekend Vigilante is the app. Go to your app store, download the app if you don't have it. If you do have it and you're having troubles, delete the app and reload it because we've got it all synced with the feed from the new website. So this has been the problem why the app has been going wonky and doing weird things. It all works perfect right now. And you know what's a beautiful thing about the app? You can listen to the show and you can multitask on the end time news headlines. When you tap the little plus button in the far right-hand corner, it goes directly to my Twitter, goes directly to my Facebook, goes directly to my YouTube. That is really cool. At the very bottom right-hand corner, there's a little plus sign in a circle. When you click on that, make sure that you are following me on Twitter. And I think I said this the other day, how did I go from 82,000 followers to less than 58,000 in one month? Can somebody explain this to me, please? Um, yeah, what happened was I posted uh, something about Podesta. I called him out as the child rapist that he is on his Twitter account. And gee, I wonder why he blocked me. Anyway, the very next day after that post, although I was already blocked, I took a screenshot. I was down 10,000 to 72. Then the next week, I noticed I was down another 10,000 to 62. And then I went down 1,000 a day. And I keep going down a thousand a day since. So if you go over to my Twitter feed, which is Weekend Vigilante, you'll see that I only have now like something like 57,000 followers. What's that all about? And you think we don't get targeted. Same thing with my YouTube. It just, you know, it just stays at the same, although there's new subscribers all the time. It just doesn't move. And sometimes I'm even down a lot of subscribers. So yeah, it's very, very frustrating at times. And, uh, When I think about my Twitter account, well, something comes to mind. Pretty much. (laughs) Hey, and finally, make sure you're signed up for my free e-newsletter. I'm sending one out this weekend, and you really want to stay in the loop. 
don't forget, tomorrow, Friday the 13th, that's right, 8 p.m. Eastern, I will be on The Hagman Show as a guest, Dr. Ted Brower filling in. Um, Yeah, you thought I ripped the NFL a new one before? This is going to be really good. So I'm looking forward to seeing you over there tomorrow. Thanks for tuning into the program. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night and God bless.